Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's all streaming now on Hulu. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where were you, you know two I mean? months ago? Well, they got me out of character. Now you telling me all this, because I definitely let somebody get me out of my character. Damn. You know well, they're definitely not going to call me the unbothered kid. I'm the bothered kid. I was bothered. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice. Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host. I'm also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay. And the guy that's stopping by for conversation on the drink today is a Grammy-nominated artist, a multi-talented pop culture icon, multi-platinum singer, songwriter, producer, actor, dancer, composer, author, megastar, and one of the guys responsible to make sure R&B isn't dead or isn't dying, Omarion. Oh, hey. what's up, bro? Hey, <laughs> man, happy to be on Club Shay Shay. Bro, I'm happy Thank that you... Thank you for having me. I'm happy that you gave me a little bit of your time, bro. I know you're busy, so I appreciate you stopping by. Man, it's love. It's love. Let's go back. Let's get to where it all started from, Inglewood. Yes. Growing up in Inglewood, you're the oldest of six. What did Marion want to be when he was growing up? Well, um, my mom was a young mother, a kid, having a kid, mm -hmm. uh, both my mom and dad. Um, she had me when she was 16, okay. you know, um, which... I would say that gave me a really big advantage, you know, um, aside from all of the other kids because my mom allowed me to really just be myself, okay. try things. You know, I definitely was interested in sports. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I, I did that for a little while. Um, she supported me in acting. And essentially, you know what I mean, she just gave me the free range to, you know, just be myself. This was, you know, during a time when kids would play outside. Right. And, you know, walk everywhere. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, so, yes, um, I remember that time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, um, you know, me as a kid was just a, an explorer, a discoverer. You know what I mean? Um, I would say I was like a, a type of rough kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I love to, you know, play sports, fight. You know what so I mean? What, so what was your sport? Football, basketball, you soccer, baseball? What was your sport growing up? Um, baseball, basketball, and football. Okay. My mom didn't really let me play football. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but a lot of the neighborhood kids, they were on the Pop Warner team. Right. So, you know what I mean? They would bring their pads and I was able to you know, experience <laughs> it that way. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? You mentioned that your mom had you at a very young age. She was 16. Uh -huh. So would you say your mom, did she, was she like, mom son or is she like more mother friend um a little bit of both you know i would say she uh definitely uh as, as i grew as a, as a young adult you know what i mean she became more like a friend but you know she still was a parent 
you know, um, and I and I definitely got to shout out my Nana, right. you know what I mean? Because she spoke over my life before I even, you know, came, wow. okay. you know, which was, we don't kill our babies, you right. know, because a lot of the time when, you know, young kids are having kids, they're like, yeah, you need to... Take care of that. Exactly, but, um, you know, I come from a strong lineage of, you know, uh, women, and, and I'm so grateful, you know, because they taught me a lot about style and taste, and, right. you know what I mean, it's why I you know, have um, a big fan base full of women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? So shout out to the ladies. Okay. You, but you mentioned uh, your grandmother, and I was going to get to that. You yeah. were very, very close with your grandmother. Yes. How did that impact your life in her passing? What did that do to a young Omarion? Well, um, I think it helped me just realize that we all have a really short time, mm -hmm. you know, and it's important to, you know, love each other mm -hmm. it's, it's important to have you know understanding and you know it's, it's important to just spend that time right. you know what I mean and you know having my Nana as a supporter you know um, she helped me really uh, understand the importance of expressing my emotion okay. and you know she really introduced me to culture you know they, there used to be this thing um, in LA called the African marketplace okay. and a lot of her friends you know, um, we're in the conscious community, as what they would call it now. But right. back then, it was just culture. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, I learned about, you know, kente cloth and oils and, you know, hair. Mm -hmm. um, because my Nana was uh, a hairstylist. Okay. She actually used to have a shop back in the day. Right. So um, that's why my hair has always been my hair. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, because of the ladies, right. because of my Nana. Yeah. So I would say, you know, um, she just really, you know, uh, poured into me. You know, the importance of showing up and being a man, you know, because um, I didn't really have that growing up. Right. You know what I mean? I have a great relationship with my father now, you know what I mean? But it wasn't a lot of men, you right. know. So essentially being the firstborn, you know, I kind of took on that persona and right. that responsibility of looking after everybody and, you know, being a man. You mentioned that your, your, you and your father have a great relationship now. Yeah. I don't not sure how much he was around then, but did you... Is there something that you felt that you missed? You mentioned that how strong your mother was, how strong your grandmother was, and, you know, being raised by strong black women. Right. How did that shape you? It shaped me, I think, in a, in a great way, but, you know, there was, you know, that void. Right. That, that you know... Things that only a man can teach a man. Exactly. And also, you know, in understanding a woman. Right. You know what I mean? Because it was a lot of emotions, you right. know what I'm saying? So it's like I kind of got that, too, from right. women, you know? So you're sensitive, huh? Um, I would say I'm aware. You're aware, okay. Yeah, okay. because, you know, sensitivity is just heightened awareness, you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. you know what I'm like saying? That. So, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay, you feel me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is I'm aware. What's I'm, I'm like, hey, hey, you know what I mean? I could feel it too. You feel me? Wait a minute, hold on, what's going on? Okay. Because women have that, you yes. know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, that was a gift that only a woman could really give you Correct. by being around a whole bunch of emotional women. But for my, for my dad, you know, um, my dad was around, you know what I'm saying? He, he definitely, uh, like, uh, I, I don't want to say, like, he, he wasn't there. Yeah, you right. know, he, he was able to be there as much as he could, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's why we have a great relationship now, because right. I understand in the grand scheme, it's like we all are working from a place that, like, you know, we can only work from, you right. know, from what we were taught, you know what I'm saying? And um, that's why we have a great relationship now, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it was important moments, like, you know, throughout my career, you know, that he wasn't just able to be present for, you know, that that was really important. And also, you know, the attitude in business and, 
and understanding, you know, uh, that good balance between, you know, um, emotions and, you know, professionalism. You know what I'm saying? You're the father of three. Two. Two. Yeah, yeah. How different, how was, how did your father, you having a relationship growing up with your father, how has that impacted how you raise your kid? I think that, uh, you know, we are essentially, you know, like, you know, want to become what we're, what we feel like we lack. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like it made me step into the role more, okay. you know what okay. I mean? And, and again, I will say that it wasn't that my dad wasn't that. You know what I mean? He was definitely present as much as he right. could be. You know what I mean? He cut my hair. You know, he always, you know, bought me things right. and, you know, supported me the best way he could. And it's funny, I share this uh, little story with you. Recently, um, maybe like two years ago, he was like, he was like, son, I ran into your old coach, your old basketball coach. And I was like, oh, for real? And he was like, you know what I realized? Like, I never came to none of your games. I'm sorry, son. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And that was really powerful. You know what I mean? Because I forgot about that. Right. You know what I mean? I wasn't holding that against them. Right. But, you know, those are the things that's like, you know, as a man, you really realize, like, when you have your own kids, you start really looking at your parents and seeing, like, oh, well, my dad's, you he know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, sure I don't miss that. yeah and, and he didn't really have this, so how could he give that to right. me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was, it was definitely a, a full circle moment. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely don't blame my father, but as far as me being a parent and my kids, you know, because my mom is such a cool mom, you know, she introduced me to all of the great music, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? My style comes from my nana and my auntie and my mom. So, you know, I, I do the same for my kids. You know, um, one thing that we do when we, uh, uh, cause I take them to school. I'm a very in oh, involved. involved yeah, yeah, I'm an involved dad. Yeah. You know, when I, when I take them to uh, school in the morning, you know, um, I show them like, all right, I show them samples, you know, songs that, you know, come from back in the day that people sample now and they just love, right. you know, those okay. little nuances right. and things, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that uh, only only your parent could really show you. Do you your know kids know who you actually are? Oh, of or course. <laughs> oh, of course. They like that. Yeah, I, t I took Mega for his uh, for his seventh birthday to go see Usher. Okay. Yeah, down yeah. in Vegas, right. and it, it was such a great experience for him. Usher shouted him out and was right. like, "We got a birthday boy, Mega." So he he gets it. Right. He's like, you know, and, and also my daughter, she was mad about that. Ooh, she, she, she didn't get yeah, to go. Yeah, she wants to meet Beyonce. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she wants to meet Beyonce. So we working on that. We working on that. Yeah, yeah. She does come, I think, in September at at, uh, at the SoFi. Yeah, yeah. So we gonna pull up. Are you gonna pull up? Yeah, we gonna pull up. All right, but Beyonce, hope you can make that happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You mentioned you've played all the sports, but obviously you you're an entertainer, you're a singer. Yeah. You started to say you started singing at six. When did you know you could sing and this was the path that was gonna take you to where you wanted to go? Well, my mom was uh, a dancer. Okay. Yeah, uh, she was a ballet dancer. Okay. And she loved hip hop. So a lot of the times and, and she was a hairstylist, so a lot of the times right. when she was, you know, um, you know, doing hair for you know, Kurt Franklin guy's property. She right. did Usher's hair. Right. She did Jermaine Dupree's hair. Okay. I will always be around. Right. So entertainment was very easy, especially coming up in, you know, Los Angeles, California. Right. My mom used to work at this shop called um, Afros of Hollywood okay. on uh, Hollywood and Vine. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much like an entertainer kid, mm -hmm. you know I mean? I grew up, you know, entertaining. Right. So, you know, um, because she allowed me to kind of just roam and figure out what worked mm -hmm. for me, you know, I, I really have to give the credit to her, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, 
for, uh, you know, me finding my purpose because, you know, essentially, you know, a lot of the time, you know, parents, they want you to do certain things, you know right. what I mean? But my mom was like very much so like, oh, this is what you want to do? Okay, well, this is how you do it, right. you know, or, right. you know, you want to act? Let's take acting class. You want to dance some art? Let's take a dance class. Right. You know what I mean? So shout out to moms for she that. She was very supportive. She was. she was. She was. She was. She really helped me, you know, find my way. Um, I actually was a rapper before I was a singer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that go? Yeah. Well, I did this song called I Want to Be Like Puff. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Back when uh, Diddy was really popping right. and... Um, um, my sister's uh, father, he was very much so in the um, music industry as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, music was just my thing. You know, music really helped me express myself in right. a creative way. And it also was the junction for acting and for, you know, uh, all of these creative things in expression. Right. So You started out in a group. Yeah. And when you're in a group, there are a lot of moving parts. Yeah. I mean, somebody can do this, somebody can do that. But when you go solo... You're the only moving part. You're the only thing that they see. Were you nervous? Were you apprehensive about going solo because you had had such success in a group? Yeah, um, that journey was really um, interesting mm -hmm. because, you know, there was a lot going on with the group at the time. And, you know, essentially we, we separated and it was never my plan to, uh, quote unquote, go solo the way. Oh, really? That, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't in my plan. You know, um, a lot of things were happening so fast. Right. And it was like, all right, well, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you going solo. And I'm like, I am? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nerve-wracking, you know what I mean? Um, but it was, again, very natural for me to step into that, that space, you know. Um, even though it wasn't a plan, you know, the universe has an interesting God's way. Plan. Yeah, you know what I mean? Ha have an interesting way of constructing things. Right. And, even though it felt like I was being ripped apart from my group because, right. you know, we were uh, essentially, you know, brothers, you know what I'm saying? Creating a bond, spending so much time together, mm -hmm. um, doing artist development. When you spend that much time, you know, just like a team, yes. you know what I'm saying? Those, those people you spend become more time the, with those guys than you actual family. They yeah, become family. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, so the transition, I would say was um, nerve wracking, you know, but essentially, you know, when I find my footing and, you know, um, I regained the confidence because I remember my first show that I had to do without the boys. And I was like, I was so nervous. Right. I even may even shed a little tear, you know what I mean? Because I was just not prepared mentally. Right. You know what I mean? But I stepped into the spot and, you know, the success of everything definitely made it all right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. We dripping still. Okay. I got to work with some of my favorite producers, you know, uh, Pharrell Williams, you know what I mean? Uh, Timberland, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so it, w it was a kind of meant to be kind of thing, even right. though it was like, oh my God, I was, I'm not ready for this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you a question. So when you like, okay, whose decision was that? Did you talk to your mom or was it a, a manager that's like, you know, you can do this on your own? Did you sit down and talk to your mom? Mom, they think I should go solo. What do you think? So who do you bounce that off of? Yeah, so at that time, you know, um, it was so, so much you know, drama going on with the group and the separation between, you know, um, teams. Mm -hmm. And um, essentially, it was like I kind of found out on the spot. It right. was, yeah, it was like, okay, yeah, uh, Omarion is going solo. I would say the lead up to that was um, on the Pandemonium album and B2K, we all had our individual albums, which was kind of like, 
you know, um, like, all right, you know, this person has this separate fans. Everybody loves this group member. Everybody loves this group member. So it was cool. Right. But it was like the idea was kind of right. being introduced to us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of the other members was uh, being presented with an album. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was kind of like we were all getting in that mindset. Of, was that of, common? That everybody, I mean, I, you know, you, you see like uh, Jeffrey Osborne, LTD. Right. He goes solo. Philip Bailey, Earth, Wind & Fire, he does solo. And we see some of the guys that were from big groups do a solo project but right. damn it seemed like everybody had a solo project in the right. group <laughs> right i mean you know being you know the the young you know the youngest you know black boy band out there right. you know we did all have our own little set of fans right. Right. and everybody that may have loved this member or loved this member right. so yeah even though i think that it was indicative to groups right. like we were so young we right. weren't even thinking about that right. you know we weren't even right. thinking in the head space of you know, what does the future hold? Like, well, I want to be a solo artist. Right. I think we were just really, you know, um, being present, you know, trying our best to be present because our schedule was crazy. It was like, okay, you know, um, I'll never forget this schedule when uh, we dropped our album. We did all of the boroughs in New York. And we started in the morning and we ended up, you know, at, at night, you know, doing this uh, big performance. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that we were even thinking about right. that. You know what I'm saying? Right. We was just like having fun performing and, and being kids. Right. Did you did you see it? Because you look, I, I don't know how, I know you're familiar with New, New Edition. Yeah. And you see Bobby Brown does his thing and then right. Ralph Transvant does his thing right. and Ronnie Bobby, they go off right. and do their thing. Did, did that thought ever cross your mind? Like, well, damn, you know, because everybody loved New Edition. Yeah. And then eventually, Guys did their own thing, and we see them. We see them back together now. But did that cross your mind? Did you think that might happen to you guys? No, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know how things would happen, especially because we were like uh, huge fans of, of Five Heartbeats. Okay. You know? So that was like one of our. Okay. That was like one of our go-to movies to right, watch. Right, and right, it, And it's just so uh, interesting how life is. You know, just stranger than fiction yeah. because it's essential. I mean, it, essentially, we kind of went through our own little version of that. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? And I think that when, you know, we're talking about kids in the entertainment business, you know, um, unless you really have a strong foundation, you're really subjected to, you know, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we see so many, you know, child celebrities that go through so many right. things when they don't have strong foundations. Okay. You know what I mean? And I have to, again, you know, uh, shout out my moms and my foundation. Yeah, because it seemed like your mom was always a mom and never a fan. Because yeah. sometimes they can get seduced by all the money that's right. coming in and they forget, well, that's my child. Yeah. And he's going astray or he's not getting proper guidance yeah. because of the money that's coming in and they become a fan and they get seduced to the, uh, the star, the limelight. Right. But it seemed like your mom was always a mom. Yeah, and she was actually one of the few parents that were able to be there because she was the hairstylist for, for the group too. Okay, okay. You know what I'm so saying? So my mom, yeah, my mom was always with me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? My mom would always, right. you know, do our hair. So yeah, I did have that other kind of support system. Were you shocked? I mean, you look at your debut album, debut number one on the Billboard chart, you go platinum, Grammy nomination, second, I mean, were you surprised at how well you did out the gate? Um... You know, I didn't even think about it like that. You know, I, I didn't even, you know, it, it, it's crazy to say, you right. know, and, and now looking back on it in hindsight, everything was going so fast. Right. You know what I mean? So I wasn't able to really um, essentially appreciate those feats. You know, I was, I was um, you know, built as a workhorse. 
So it was like, oh, okay, that's cool. What's next? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, looking at it and, and, you know, looking back at it, I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that was cool to be right. experiencing at such a young age. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, nah, I, I, I wasn't even tripping off of it. I was just right. like, yeah, I'm me. I'm showing up. You know what I mean? What's next? Right. <laughs> You're sitting atop the charts of the R&B pop. Right. You're like, Shh, man, I kind of like, kind of like this. Yeah. I kind of like it. It's over. lit. <laughs> and also coming from, you know, the B2K, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, it, it you know, it, it, it felt real easy. Right. You know, it, it, it felt like that's how it was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Given the success of your first album, album how much pressure did that put on you the second second album coming out because you know everybody wants to do better than the first, right? And you want to prove that the first wasn't a fluke. That right. I'm this is it. I'm I'm legit. Right. Well, um, the second album, you know, um, still being able to work with you know mega producers like Timberland and Pharrell, you know, I felt like I was in good company. And actually, that second album, you know, um, was probably. Uh, the most I ever got paid in an advancement, you know, yeah. what I mean um, being under Donnie Einer and uh, Lisa Ellis, so I was really starting to essentially step into more of a business mindset okay. Okay. Yeah, and so looking at that second album. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is how it's supposed to be okay. You know, what I mean, um, and also it was the transition that I figured out, you know, um the importance of having champions inside of certain companies because this is when the music business changed too. Okay. You know, after that album, you know, Icebox still, you know, being one of the biggest records, you know, that I had to date, you know, outside of O and Touch. You know what I mean? Like when Donnie Einer and Lisa Ellis no longer worked for the company, that was like, oh, you know, that was a big, big yeah, a big learning experience for me mm -hmm. and also essential to growth, you know what I mean? Because right. life is not, you know, just full of grand successes, you right. know what I mean? Life is ups and downs, mm -hmm. and like, what's a story, you know, without ups and downs, you know what I mean? So while my second album was still a major, major success, I was beginning to um, experience, you know, the challenges of, you know, not having champions in, you know, in, in the, the building, yeah, and in, in my corner, you know what I mean? Um, and again, it was so essential to my growth, you know? Right. Any artist that tells you that it's always good, it's just like, that's, that's fake. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, while this, that was a successful album, it was also like, oh, wow, I got to switch things up. Right. You know, I need to do different things. So, great learning experience. Right. But it, it seems to me that you've always stayed true to who you are and what you are. Yes. You haven't tried to follow a trend. Yes. You're like, I'm Omarion, this is who I am, yes. this is what I do. Yeah, I always try to show up in, you know, spaces that way because, you know, we're all, you know, individually going, you know, uh, on our own personal walks. Right. And a lot of the time, the industry and also, you know, my peers, they like to, you know, compete. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the thing about competing in the music business is it's not the same as football. It's right. not the same as basketball. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Like where, you know, or, or even boxing or, right. or, or UFC, you know, right. where it's like, all right, I want to fight and boom, we can shake hands. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like, no, you know, whoever's having the biggest year is having the biggest year. Right. And it's like, salute. You know what I'm saying? And you got to stand in that line until you figure out when it's your time again. Right. You know what I mean? So. Um, I always like to show up as an individual and contribute what I can as, right. a, as an artist, you know what I'm saying? Because, again, 
You know what I mean? Like, everybody's here to give something different. Everybody has their own experience and their own walk, you know what I mean? And I, I've always uh, stayed true to that, you know what I mean? Uh, realizing that, you know, my experience is different from everybody else's. Did you look across <clears throat> the bow and like, wow, okay, he really blowing up, man. Man, he doing his thing and he yeah. doing his thing. You're like, well, hey, I need to really get on my grind because, hey, yeah. I'm still old. Yeah, I mean, I've always been inspired, you know, um, by uh, my peers, you know, to just, you know, keep pushing that line and growing as an artist. And that's the that's the cool thing that I love about, you know, being a musician mm -hmm. or an entertainer just in totality is, right. is it doesn't have to stop. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, you can have big success and, you know, you can take a break and then you can come back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, that's what's different from sports. And I think that that's also what, you know, um, attracted me to right. entertainment. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's like the, loving the game. You know, right. it's like, why do you have to give it up? You know what I mean? And that's why I, I love seeing, you know, um, people in sports be able to take on different positions and sharing and helping people. And, you know, Deion Sanders was one of my favorite players. Right. You know what I'm saying? Watching what he's doing, it's like, you know, as as someone that loves what they do, it's like, you know, you know who tells you you got to quit? Or who tells you you can't have another hit at 50? You so know? you trying to be like Tom Brady. So you try to you try to do you you gonna be on the stage I mean, moving and grooving at 60, 65. Well, somebody gotta show them how to continue to grow through this. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And a lot of my uh, you know favorite performers and dancers, you know, like Jimmy Slide, the Nicholas Brothers, you know, they still enjoy yes. themselves yes. later yes. in the yes. latter yes. part of their life. Right. And it's like that's that's what I want to do because I truly love entertaining. I truly love performing. It's it's really a gift. You're still at a high level, but when you look back, is there something? Is there one or two things? that you like, man, I wish I could have done that differently or I should have done that differently. Do you ever look back, although you're continually, continuously still doing performing at a high level, do you look back and say, wish I could do this over again? Sometimes I, I think we all feel that way, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like essentially, it's like, nah, man, this is, this was for you. You know, this was, you know, I, I look at a lot of the uh, the champions, you know what I'm saying? Like one of, uh, one of my, uh, uh, well, two, actually. Two of my favorite uh, UFC champions, you know, uh, Kamaru Usman mm -hmm. uh, and um, uh, what's my man's name? Adesanya, yeah. Israel Adesanya. Adesanya. You know what I mean? Like, you know, defeat teaches you so much. Yes. It shows you so much about, you know, the things that you maybe need to sharpen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, you know, in those moments that I felt defeated or if I felt like I would have changed anything essentially, you know, it sharpened me. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it showed me what I needed to improve in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while it didn't feel good in those moments, you know what I'm saying? It's like, essentially, it, it pushed me, it, it propelled me to, to get more into my craft, to become stronger, you know what I mean? Because like I said, life is full of ups and downs, you know what I'm saying? So a champion is a person that, you know, uh, takes, you know, um, those moments and they continue to push forward, you know what I mean? It makes them better. So, um, you know, I'm unstoppable in that way, right. you know, mentally. You know what I mean? Like, nothing can stop me. Right. You know, e even a proverbial loss, right. you know, which I call a lesson. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It's only helped me become better. When did you become this man? I mean, I get voicemails from you. I get texts, and it's always, <laughs> blessed day, Brother Sharp. Hey, on, man. man. I, and it's always <laughs> so, po so positive, so uplifting. When did you in evolve into this Mario? 
Well, uh, I had to go through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go through a lot. And um, essentially, you know, and I cover this in my book, um, Unbothered, The Power of Choosing Joy. You know, this life experience, you know, essentially being happy is, is our choice. It's no one else's choice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, up to any outside forces to, you know, um, make you want to be happy. You know what I mean? So moving uh, about the world in a positive way is something that I choose to do. And it's something essentially, you know, if you, if you, talk, if you talk to any of, you know, my family or, or people that have known me, you know, I've always been this way. I've always, you know, um, wanted to interject some positivity and love and, and good energy anywhere I go. So I would say this is just an evolved version of, you know, the little Omari, you know. That. How, how hard is it to stay positive in such a negative world? Especially now we have social media. Yeah. And it seems like anytime you do something good, there's 15 people on there saying you did something bad. Yeah. And anytime you do something positive, there's always a negative. Yeah. How have you been able to stay so positive when everything seems to be around you that's so negative? I think it's important to be able to recognize, you know, um, where you know, that energy is coming from. Okay. You know, I think it's important to be able to take constructive criticism, mm -hmm. you know, and also, you know, everybody's not going to like what you do always. And right. they're not going to have the information to understand why, right. you know, you make those choices. So essentially, you know, I just drown out that noise and I continue to show up as myself. You know what I mean? It, it's annoying to some people because, yeah. you know, negativity is such an easy thing to do. You know, it, it's, it's, it's easy to be, you know, uh, low vibrational. You know right. what I'm saying? Okay, yes. And it actually takes effort to be positive. Right. And to, like you said, yo, yo, what up? Big brother Shannon, you know, how you feeling? You good? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, um, that's an everlasting feeling. You know what I mean? When it's time for us to all go away from this experience, that's the type of effect that I want to have on this planet. What's been the most difficult part of your evolving? Um, dealing with things and not understanding why. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, certain pain and certain hurt and not really understanding, like, why am I going through this? Right. You know, um, that has been not only essential to my growth, but also to my understanding. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, um, as, as a, <laughs> you know, a very important people in my uh, life would say, and also Jay-Z said, said this too, is this things is not happening to you, it's happening for you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I really live by uh, certain philosophies, and I, I really believe that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if you really, Think about, you know, some adverse experiences. It's like, it's information in there for you to get. Right. You know what I mean? Like, why are you going through this? Oh, okay, you need to, you know, uh, think about what you're doing. You need to maybe not let certain things go. You know, you need to stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, essentially, that's what, you know, all my lessons in life ha have uh, showed me. What's been the most gratifying part about this evolution? I think... Um, you know, not knowing how you affect people. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been so many times when people have uh, come up to me and they just, they like, yo, I don't know when I'm gonna see O again, but yo, I have to just tell you, like, you know, you helped me go through this breakup, you know what I mean? Or you helped me get through this. I think that um, sometimes you don't really realize how much you can affect people, you know what I mean, until that person comes up to you. and. It's sometimes, it's so random, you know what I mean? I, I remember I was in uh, the UK, uh, I was in London, and I just, I was about to walk into this place, but I, I wanted to, you know, just take a beat real quick, you know, and I just walked down this random 
you know, side street. And it was like, come down, like six girls. And they like, is that Omaria? Oh my God, we about to go to such and such. And we love you, can we take a picture? And it was just so random and it's just like, I find that, you know, when you share certain energy with people, mm -hmm. that energy, it comes back to you, right. you know what I mean? In, in the most prolific ways. And, you know, I'm not somebody that is always happy. You know right. what I mean? I have my moments, but those moments, you know, definitely boost me and uh, make me feel like all of the work that I'm doing, it actually makes sense. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Don't miss the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, set in feudal Japan. Shogun tells the story of one warrior in the fight of his life as a mysterious European ship arrives in Japan. Catch FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. The Veil is a globetrotting game of truth and lies between two women with thousands of lives hanging in the battle. And crime fans, don't miss the all-new series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. Under the Bridge tells the haunting story of a murder that lays bare a small community's darkest secrets. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and is waiting for you on Hulu. You grew up in Inglewood. <clears throat> I don't know how many of the friends that you grew up with that you still currently have, but how hard is it? to grow apart from people. Um, so how hard was it for you to grow apart, knowing right. that the evolution that you must go through, everybody can't come along with a Marion? Yeah. Um, it has, at times, you know, felt uh, lonely, you know what I mean? But essentially, you know what I mean? Because, you know, that's my favorite word, essentially. <laughs> essentially, right. you know, uh, those that are meant to, you know, go on the journey with you, they'll grow with you. Right. You know what I mean? And I made peace with that very early on mm -hmm. because I started so young. You know what I mean? I only got to experience, you know, um, Tenth, you really never had a childhood, did you? Yeah, I mean, 10th grade, you know, I was out of school. You know what I mean? I went to Hamilton High. Shout out to all the Hamilton uh, alumni. You know what I mean? Um, after 10th grade, I was on the road. Right. You know what I mean? So I didn't have so many friends. Right. Um, I do still have my, uh, my one best friend uh, from third grade. You know what I mean? Yeah, so... You know, he stuck with me and I stuck with him, you know what I mean? So family has always been the nucleus for me. Okay. You know what I mean? So I, I never had to experience too many, um, you know, people that were along my journey that is like no longer here. The people that are are here still, they're supposed to be here. Do you feel like you missed out on anything in your childhood? Because you, really you have to be a, you really have to be an adult because now all of a sudden, like you're saying, from the 10th grade on, you're on the road. Yeah. You, I understand you're a child in age, right. but you're really not a child in occupation. You're That's actually, you know, you're bringing in income and, and, yeah. and, and people are depending on you for their livelihood because your success is tied to their success. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, man, you know, it, it's a trip. It's right. a trip, you know, my whole experience. But I would say that, you know, early on being, you know, uh, in such a supportive environment, mm -hmm. I was able to find my purpose, right. you know what I mean? And, you know, when I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, I'm so happy that I was, you know, so very young in my experience because now, you know, that has put me in a position to really realize why I still put music out, you know? Right. I'm not sure why, you know, others do things, you know what I'm saying? But if you're not tied to, you know, purpose 
and you don't have intention, then you can't, you can't essentially um, uh, weather the storm. Okay. You know, weather the storm of what people deem as unsuccess. Right. You know, you know uh, being unsuccessful. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you have to weather that. You know, this is this is a, you know, a good and bad experience. You know you what I'm saying? You mentioned that your book, you, you people refer to you as the unbothered king. Yeah. So you've learned. I determine my success. I don't let the negativity, I don't let you say, people say, well, that wasn't bad. I felt good when I was making this album. I felt good when I was making this yeah. song. So, okay, everybody's not going to like it. Yeah. But I felt good yeah. when, yeah. I do, when I put things out like this. Yeah, and I have intention. Right. You know, and my intention is to, you know, make someone else feel good. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, whether that's one person or a billion people, right. you know what I'm saying? My intention still reigns. Bro, how do you stay so, look, we all, like you say, we, we, we all get upset. We all yeah. get angry. Yeah. But it seems your, your calm demeanor is like you really never get outside of, oh. Yeah. In have my, you always been like that? Or that was a, is that a, a work in progress or that's an ongoing work that you had to work on? Yeah, I think, I think it's a little bit of both. You know what I mean? It's something that I've had to work on because certain situation has, you know, called my emotions right. to heighten to a level that I, I wasn't prepared for. Right. You know what I'm saying? But essentially, it still goes back to choice. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm choosing to show up in the world this way. Right. And, you know, like I said, not everybody, you know, um, understands it. You know what I'm right. saying? Some people feel like it's unauthentic. You know, right. after the fans dubbed me Mr. Unbothered, it was like people wanted to, they try to put you in a situation yeah, yeah. to get you bothered. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they want to, you know, mess with me more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, you know, having emotional intelligence. And, and this, is what, this is how I look at being, you know, mm -hmm. dubbed Mr. Unbothered. It's like when you really think about it, at the end of the day, you know, when someone is, you know, has the intent to pull you out your space, right. like, you're going to give them that power. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're going to really give up that power to allow somebody to, you know, make you turn into something. Man, I needed you. Where were you, you know two months mean? ago? Well, they got me out of character. Now you telling me all this, because I definitely let somebody get me out of my character. Damn. Hey, I nah. need to hear this conversation two months ago. Nah, I said, hey, I seen that clip, and I was like, whoa, that's a lion on the court. <laughs> like, hold up, man. Hey, get somebody. They can't even hold it. Wait a minute. Man, you know well, they never not going to call me the unbothered king. <laughs> I'm the bothered king. I was bothered. Man, I seen that and I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> hold on, what's going that, on? I said the same thing. I'm like, who is that dude? I'm like, damn, that's me. That's me. That's me. But I'm looking at some of your icebox produced by Timberland, peaked at number 12 on the billboard. Um, your most successful uh, uh, solo single to date. Uh, Will Smith has produced one of your music videos. What is it like working with some of these? I mean, Tim, we know what Tim, Tim is, the, Tim is the beat guy. Uh -huh. uh, working with Will Smith, we know what he is as a mo as a, uh, a rapper, as an actor, as an yeah. entertainer, producer. Working with some of these all-time great guys. So when you go into the studio, or you go into a, you know you gonna do the, uh, a music video, what's on Amarion's mind, and does it always mesh with what's on their mind? Yeah, for me, uh, being able to you know brush arms with the grace i'm always trying to learn right you know okay. what i mean i'm always like oh, okay so, uh, that's okay that's what he did okay, okay. oh he using that machine okay oh, okay okay. Oh, okay will did it like this okay right. you know what i'm saying so um i've always essentially been a sponge and that's something that i've carried with me right you know what i mean so to be able to work with the greats you know uh is an honor right 
You know what I mean? But I always, uh, I'm always in a space of learning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So. You, I mean, you had a, a, a record with Chris Brown. Yeah. Where's Chris Brown rank on the R&B charts? Oh man, he's he's top level. You know what I mean? Um, he's he's high level. You know. What I want to be able to dance like that. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too late now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, all of my peers. You know what I'm saying? Um, outside of uh, whatever, you know, personal things. You know what I'm saying? Like. We can't, we can't ever take the talent and skill and focus and um, ability away from them. So, you know, CB, Usher, you know, I, I would consider us, you know, in the class of, of Michael and, and James Brown's sons. Right, okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because, um, you know, essentially we do this, the song and dance and right. the performing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, you're performers, you're entertainers. Yeah, you know what I mean? So. In, in in the ranking, you know what I mean. Usher definitely is a solo artist. You know what I mean. Then I would come come after that, and then you know CB. You know as far as timeline wise right. goes, you know what I mean. I'm looking at you guys. I mean, what type of physical conditioning must you be in to not only sing, but dance for two hours? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you definitely have to be a freak of nature. You know what I'm saying? You gym, you working out on cardio every day. I just I just bust down my um my uh 21 days. Okay. Yep. Uh, the day before yesterday, I finished my last 21 days. But I'm 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 constantly in the gym. You know, I'm constantly uh you know still taking vocal lessons. Wow, okay. You know, what I'm saying I'm still in the studio every day. You know, what I mean like uh, growing. So you feel even though you've uh reached a certain level, you still feel that Amarion can get better. Oh yeah, y'all haven't seen the best. Y'all haven't seen the best, you know what I mean? I'm going to continue to grow as an artist and as an individual. So, yeah, yeah, y'all haven't seen the best. Who's on your current list of active R&B Mount Rushmore? Active. Active. Hmm, that's a hard one because, you know, I listen to a lot of um, uh, past music. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You want to um, do you want to do a Mount Rushmore? You want to do a just go ahead and say, okay, my Mount Rushmore of R&B singers are... Okay. All right, Mount Rushmore of uh, R&B singers, uh, Donnie Hathaway. Okay. Um, Frankie Beverly Mays. Okay. Well, Frankie Beverly. Frankie Beverly. Yeah, Frankie okay. Beverly. And um, Marvin Gaye. Okay. You know, Ooh. Michael Jackson. Okay. You consider um, Mike R&B or pop? Uh, he's definitely R&B. Okay, we put him in you know, we, You know, pop music, you know, it's been convoluted, but really pop music is popular music. Right. You know what I mean? And Michael Jackson is one of the most popular mm -hmm. artists of all time, okay. you know what I mean? So, um, he's definitely R&B. Stevie Wonder. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, how many is that, five? That's man, five. Man, you done made, you done made a new <laughs> Mike Rushmore. Mike Rushmore got like six heads on right, it now. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Michael, and who who could be the last one? Who could be the last one? You got Usher, um, you got Chris Brown. Of course. You know, maybe Teddy Pendergrass, I'll be the... Of course, <laughs> all of those guys. Barry. Too. Right, um, what about... Um, my man, uh, Charlie Wilson. Oh, yep. yeah. Luther Vandross. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's a great one. Okay, what about here. female? Female, um, definitely Aretha Franklin. Yes. Uh, Beyonce. Okay. Um, who else? Um, Stephanie, Anita Baker. Anita Baker, for sure. Yeah. Anita Baker. Um, who else? Um, who else Mariah touched my soul? Whitney. Whitney, Kimberell. Okay. Um, yeah. Mariah's up in there too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You, uh, you signed to a few rappers label and, uh, yeah. I mean, you, Lil Wayne, Young Money, Timberland, Mosley yeah. Music. Is it hard to sign with a label 
when the label head is still producing, putting out music. Because it seems to me that while they're still trying to do their thing, they don't have the kind of time to focus and give you that what you need. Yeah, well, you know, with Young Money, you know, and uh, shout out to uh, Lil Wayne, you know, what he was creating at the time, you know, which essentially we see now, you know, with Drake and Nicki and all of the other Ross. artists was really just an artist haven to be able to do what you want to do. Right. Because essentially, you know, um, real creative artists, they just need support. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's what my thought process was, you know, with, you know, um, aligning with Young Money was not just, you know, being able to go to, you know, another artist and say like, yo, this is what I need, you know, um, can you do this business-wise? Like, Wayne was very much so like, hey, you wanna do that, oh? Here goes the check, do this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Same thing uh, with, um, with Maybach music. Right. You know what I mean? Essentially, it was just the artist supporting the artist, right. you know what I mean? And you feel the connection, you right. feel like there's a bridge between, you know, an artist understanding that. It doesn't always work out because there are some selfish ass artists out here. What? Oh yeah, they don't want you to be hotter than them. There's some artists out here that, you know, they won't allow you to flourish like that, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, the people that I've been able to associate myself with. Do people realize that how much money is out there and there's enough for everybody to get some of it? That's, I don't know if they do all of the time. Oh, okay. I don't know if they do all the time. I think some people want to hog the limelight, you know what I mean? But, you know, as, as Jay say, sometimes people don't realize it's not about that white hot light. Right. I mean, white hot light, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's essentially about, you know, creating things, you know what I'm saying, and having different businesses, you know, and he's uh, definitely showed us how important it is to not just be an artist, yeah, but to I be a business. Yeah, I just saw today, I was just reading, he worth 2.5 billion. Net worth is double since 2019. So shout out to you, Hov. Yeah, for real. So what, what, did you, what did you learn from working with so many different music labels? That uh, it's up to you, you know, you need to actually, you know, have uh, a team that uh, makes checks and balances and that, you know, communicate with people. Essentially, the businessman that I've become to today, you know, all those experiences showed me that it's like it's not up to anyone else. No outside energies. You know, it's up to me. Right. You know, um, and. Because I started so young, I haven't always been able to do that. You right. know, there's always been, you know, managers or certain people in the way right. of that connection. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, they just showed me, you know, like, hey, it's up to you, oh. Right. It ain't up to them. <laughs> you you know? see, like, you look at a Michael Jackson, you look at a Chris Brown, you look yeah. at a Beyonce, yourself, people that started out as child entertainers and then have this long career as adults, how have you been able to maintain or manage that? I think by not being pigeon held by, you know, uh, having one hit, mm -hmm. you know, or having hits, you know, they call those legacy artists now, you right. know what I mean? Certain people that are able to go on tour and do songs that they did in the past. Right. Um, while I think that that's important, I think it's, it's, it's even more important to continue to grow as an artist, right. you know? And when I look at my predecessors and people that I look up to, like Michael Jackson and Marvin Gaye, you know, when I realized how dope, you know, Stevie Wonder was, it right. was like, it was immediate, you know? And now today's climate, mm -hmm. you know, I think uh, people that are born, you know, in my year, like LeBron, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? We both 84 babies. It's like, we've seen him just grow, right. you know what I mean? And right. I think that that's what's so cool about now is that there's no limits, right. you know what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. can just continue to get better, mm -hmm. try different things, do different things. 
And I think that that is what has been, you know, essential to my success and and staying relevant is is I'm not afraid I'm not afraid to to do new things. Right. You know what, I'm saying? what are some of the advice you would give the young and up and coming artists? If you could sit down and there's some artists like, oh, you know, we're new to the business. Give us some advice. What's some of the advice that you would give a new up and coming artist? I would say per- perfect your craft. You know, um, don't put yourself in a box. Don't allow others to put you in a box. And uh, yeah, just try new things. You know what I mean? And also, it's very important that, you know, whoever is representing you, you know, is representing you in the way you want to be represented. Okay. You know what I mean? I think that it's so important when we're talking about business, you know, that people uh, honor fairness, mm-hmm. you know, because we, as you know, this business isn't fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people always want things from you when you're hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So realize, you know, that this is an up and down experience. Mm-hmm. This is a motion experience. This is not just a flat line. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and just continue to grow, you know what I mean? Perfect your craft, love what you do, find your purpose in it, and have intention. Right. You know, um, that is really what saved me from feeling like I wanted to quit or feeling like I wanted to, you know, give it up. You know, like, oh, can he have another hit? I don't know why. It's like, you know, the public puts that on you. Right. They put that on you. They put on you like, oh, he's old or, you know, um, like, oh, well, we've seen them do this before, but it's levels to this, right. you know what I mean? So continue to grow and, um, yeah, do your best. Show up as your best. What are some of the benefits and the drawback of social media? Because not everybody is a producer. Uh-huh. Everybody is a songwriter. Everybody has an opinion. Right. And it somebody says this, it can go viral in 15 seconds, and then all of a sudden you're being talked about when, what's your qualifications to judge what <laughs> I did or who I am? Right. I, I think the uh, pros of social media is is that, you know, um, it can get hot overnight. Yeah. You know, um, and that was different from the time in which I entered into the music business, which was or the entertainment business, which was like you actually have to do the work. Right. You know, what I mean, right. um, but you can also burn out fast. Yes. You know, what I mean, you can you can be hot. I mean, it's so many. Um, what, what do they call them? Socialites, social yeah. media personalities. Mm-hmm. Influencers. Yeah, influencers that have been successful at one thing and then they disappear. Right. And then you, you, you find them and then you see them on the street and you'd be like, oh, what happened, man? You know what I mean? So I think that, you know, um, there are some good things about social media and then there's some adverse things. You know, I wouldn't say bad if you know how to navigate. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I think, uh, you know, being intentional is important. You know, I couldn't believe that the Omarion challenge, you know, came from, you know, six years ago, this performance, you know, that I did. And then it was like, you know, football players was doing it when they, you know what I mean? Like, so you can have some incredible success from, from, you know, the internet. Right. You know what I mean? But you can have some adverse things too. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want no... uh, Sex tape out there, oh, you know man. what I'm saying? You want your, your ass out on the, on the internet because it never go away. No, you know what I'm saying? Not. So, you know, uh, I would just say, you know, be thoughtful, but I think that the, that is the good and bad thing. Well, you mentioned social media, um, being catfished. There yeah. was someone that got catfished that went on Dr. Phil and yeah. said they were married or they were getting married to you. Yeah. And so you are you the real old, right? Yeah. Uh, make sure I ain't get catfish, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's me. <laughs> so when you see that, you're like, man, come on. Why would somebody do this? Yeah. I think that it's, you know, the internet is, you know, to certain people that don't 
Um, I, I heard Prince say this. He said, use the internet. Don't let the internet use you. Okay. You know right. what I mean? And sometimes people are so gullible. You right. know what I mean? And it was really unfortunate that that young lady thought we were in a relationship. She was about to send this other person money. It's like, you know, um, I think we live in an age where you have to be mindful. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and it was real sad. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wants to get taken advantage of? Right, exactly, you know what I mean? exactly, yes. So being catfish and then also that show, you know what I mean? Like that show coming into existence, right, right. you know what I'm saying? Where, you know, you think you're getting to know someone and, you know, it's, they're not who they say they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just whack. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, all the people out there on the Internet, don't be naive, y'all. Okay, you're not talking to, oh, if you don't see the blue check. Okay, if you ain't see the blue check, I hit you with the slide in the DM, which I don't do too often. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, you flat? Nah, I mean. Oh, okay, I thought you was Ricky Henderson for a second slide. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you're looking good, no, 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 no. I try, I try to, I try to, you know. Uh, Meet people the old-fashioned way. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, you have to kind of. You know what I'm saying? Have your boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Be, have boundaries, you know, because you can have a good conversation online. Yes. You know what I mean? But you you, you need to meet them, and, right. and that, that needs to translate, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So <laughs> You got punked by Bow Wow. So which was... <laughs> so being punked on national television or, or being catfished? I think being punked because this, that's, that's quicker yeah. than being catfished. Right. You know Not what I mean? Over a period of time. I'm just saying, you could be talking to, you know, you could be th- you could be thinking that you're talking to Mary J. Blige and right. it's, it's scary J. Blige. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You thought you falling, fell in love yeah, with yeah, MJB. Yeah. And you got scary JB. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? So you, you got to be mindful, people. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you are kid star, I mean, because you've always been to Limelight. You were in commercial for, I think, Corn Pops, yeah. and you had another commercial. Yeah. So when you were like six or seven and you're doing all these things, how are your friends reacting to you? Well, my friends were my family. And because, you know, I was so, uh, you know, young mm-hmm. with my mom having a child, right. I was already famous. Right. Oh, that's Omari. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, they go all right there. Right. You know what I mean? So I always felt like I was... Uh, essentially famous right. my whole life. Right. Yeah. So you've always lived, quote unquote, in a fishbowl. People have always looked at you because yeah. you had this unique talent. Yeah, and, and energy and right. personality. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I was definitely that kid, you know, that brought my teacher flowers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, you did that? Oh, yeah, I did that. No, I wasn't going to bring nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll no, I did that. Miss we'll Chase, shout out Miss <laughs> Chase. She was fine. Right. And I knew that as a kid. I just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man, you look at it. You're you know seven, eight years old, you looking at the teachers. She was fine. <laughs> she had that smile. I was like, hey, Miss Chase, here goes some flowers. <laughs> I'm going to come back in about 10 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Do you believe, do you believe Bow Wow? Do you believe Bow gets the credit that he deserves? Because I've seen on the internet people trying to clown him, right. pretend like he only had one or two hits. And mm-hmm. Bow was like that. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he was in movies. I mean, he yeah. was, obviously, I, I haven't seen him in any movies lately, but mm-hmm. he was at the top of the charts yeah. for a period of time. Yeah. But he's, he did that music. No matter what you think about him, yeah. he did that. Yeah, I mean, everyone that comes from, you know, my era you know, of music, the Scream right. Tour, mm-hmm. you know, uh, CB, Bow Wow, like, you know, uh, unfortunately, nowadays, 
you know, uh, people like to chip away at artists. You know what I'm saying? I, I seen him chipping away at Usher too, and he's one of the. That's what I'm saying. But he's he's one of the few artists that has like a Diamonds certified album. So I think essentially it just comes with it. You know what I mean? It, it comes with being an artist and putting yourself out there. You know, I think the only, nah, even, yeah, even even Beyonce has to go through it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a part of it. You know what I mean? Um, but everybody in their own right, you know, that has had major success, you know, definitely deserves a salute right. and, and some respect. You know what I mean? Because this this is not easy, you know? Your life, you've, I mean, like you said, from a child star to now who you are, so you've always been in the eye. What made you do reality TV? So um, my thought process, you know, with reality TV was two things. And that was one at that particular time. And, and I've shared this story many times. Um, my record company wasn't supporting supposed to be, you know what I mean? And this was also a part of my growing as mm -hmm. a, a businessman, too. Okay. You know, I invested my own money, right. you know what I mean, into supposed to be. You know, uh, shout out Janae Aiko and Chris Brown because, you know, this is one of my biggest songs to date. Right. You know, um, four times platinum. And I saw on the chart it might be at seven million at this point. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we going to confirm them numbers. But okay, I know okay. it is at four million. Right. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, my record company wasn't supporting me. So I was like, yo, how am I going to be able to, you know, be visible? You know what I'm saying? How am I going to be able to, you know, not only be visible, but, you know, show people that I'm growing. Right. And, um, you know, uh, reality TV gave me an opportunity to kind of step out of that space, you know, because I come from the class of mystique. Right. You know, that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, being being, you know, coming from that class and, you know, adapting to the new reality. You know, I felt like it would be a great opportunity for me to promote my music. Right. And essentially it was, you know, um, I was able to show my growth on that show. You know, what I mean, uh, having a girlfriend and, you know, bringing my, my child, you know, into this world on, on reality TV. So it did exactly what it was supposed to do. But again, this brings me back to intention. I, I wasn't just on TV to be on TV. Right. You know, what I mean, like I had it was a purpose. It was a purpose. You know, what I mean, and essentially, you know, that purpose carried out. Uh, it wasn't for me, you know, um, in, in, you know, in a long term situation right. just because, you know, it, um, its purpose. it did. But scripted reality is just not for me. You know, right. what I mean, like I'm not a person that, you know, wants to shoot in, you know, February and going through something very tough to go through, mm -hmm. you know, with a camera in front of my face, and then the show don't come out until November, right. and now I gotta go back through it right. with the public. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when I realized that, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. This is not for me, so. Right. You are in a very public relationship, and you've been a very public person. How does O find the perfect I don't know if there is such thing as perfection. People strive to achieve it. Yeah. But how does he find a, the ideal woman, given who you are, given that any potential dating candidate knows who you are? Right. How do you find that person? Well, um, she finds me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's been a while since uh, I've actually been in a, you know, quote unquote girlfriend, boyfriend type relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, um, 
But I think a private life is a happy life. You know right. what I mean? Um, but I believe that she finds she finds me. People well, can't f up what they don't know. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it might be she's. Right. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm saying? They messing up. Yeah, I'm just saying she's might finds me. Oh, she's. You know what I mean? Yeah, plurals. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, she's. You, you, you living a life like that? No, nah, I'm just saying, like, you know, if, if, I, if I really thought about my lifestyle right. and, and being with me, like, the pressure of being with me, you know, and it just being one woman, I don't know if that, I don't know if that exists. It might take more than one, huh? Uh, it might, because, you know, I might need her to be a businesswoman on Monday, and then we might get freaky on Tuesday. So, you know might, what I'm saying? so that might be two different people. I'm just saying. Oh, it might be. It might be. It might be. You know, um, I don't come from a traditional, you know, uh, uh, standpoint. You know, I feel like I've definitely tried the traditional way. Right. Um, and I don't know if, if that's for me. You know, again, I'm still, I'm single. You know, are I'm, I'm we feeling. really meant to be that? Are we, are, are men really meant to be in a monogamous one-on-one right. situation? I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I think that you can find someone that makes you feel like you don't want to be with anyone else. Right. You know what I mean? There, there might be a woman out there that can fill that void. Right. But, you know, if, if, if we talking just strictly nature, you know what I'm saying? Right. No, I, no, I don't think so. You know, I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's very far in between that I've seen a man and he's just like, yo, I just love this woman. Right. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very rare. Okay. You know what I mean? And especially being in my industry, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, just being fair, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely open to love and right. I, I, I really feel like love is acceptance. You know what I mean? So if there is one woman, cool. You know what I mean? So if there's two, cool. If there's three, cool. But after three, I'm going to have to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you tried to be a king? I mean, you middle east. I mean, what, what kind of what's going I on? I am a king. You know what I mean? But you know what they say about two women, you know, and, and, and a man. They say You, you got, got double problems. No, you got to be double. <laughs> you got to be double the man. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Don't miss the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, set in feudal Japan. Shogun tells the story of one warrior in the fight of his life as a mysterious European ship arrives in Japan. Catch FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. The Veil is a globetrotting game of truth and lies between two women with thousands of lives hanging in the battle. And crime fans, don't miss the all-new series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. Under the Bridge tells the haunting story of a murder that lays bare a small community's darkest secrets. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and is waiting for you on Hulu. I ain't got no overtime even no more. <laughs> so I, we saw, I saw this on the internet, uh, you and, and, and Neil Long, and um, yeah. there's a vast age difference. And she's like, that's my nephew. Guys, y'all, they blow up everything on the internet. That's what, what she said? Yeah, she said, y'all good. Yeah, we cool. Yeah, but that's not a, you ain't no relationship. No, right? no, no, no. Okay. But I mean, you know, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't skim over it. You know what I'm saying? You know, if there was, you know, a conversation and, right. and, you know, because I've never, you know, got to know who she is, right. you know what I'm saying? I don't know her. So um, I wouldn't completely take it off the table, you know what I mean? We might be on the, uh, we oh. might be on the same level. I don't know, you know what I mean? It's possible. Oh, Anything is possible. 
Man, you just put you just putting bids in on everything, nah, bro. I'm just saying, you never know where it come from. You got to be open to receive. To see, you know, what's meant for you. But I'm just saying, well, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out why the internet do stuff like that. I had candy on and people say, man, I'm trying to palm her, but man, the woman married. Oh, right, 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 yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. it ain't even like that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I understand. And, you know, I don't know, when she, when she grabbed my hand, I mean, I was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? But, um... You she know? was going through something. Oh, do you don't take advantage of a woman that's going through no, that's something true. at that time? No, that's true. That's true. I don't never take advantage of a woman. You know, you want to give no, her I'm an saying, option. Okay, what about you taking advantage of the situation? Uh, I wouldn't do that. Okay, I, I, thank feel, you. I feel thank like. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, that. no. I think it's important for a person, you know, to have the option to choose, you know, which way they want to rock. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying I'm just a flexible person. You know, where if you want to rock a certain type of way and I agree with you, then let's rock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me, if you wanted to rock, you know, we can. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to rock. I just want to. No. <laughs> no, but, but mad respect, but mad respect, you know, to, to her. You know what I mean? Because you know, I got a lot of energy. You do know, like, at some point in time, you're going to have to have some very, very difficult conversations with your kids. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and, and honesty is the key. You know what right. I'm saying? Honesty is the key. So, uh, I saw you at the HBCU mental health tour. Yeah. Um, why was that an important initiative for you? So, um, you know, I dropped uh, my book, uh, Unbothered the Power, Choosing mm -hmm. Joy. And along with, you know, um, just speaking about the importance of mental health, you know, I wanted to share some of my methods that... Uh, essentially helped me navigate some of, you know, my public tumultuous situations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that involved breath work, that involved meditation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I realized that, you know, a lot of these kids in college, you know, they're just figuring out their way. They're just leaving from their parents' home. You know, they don't have no idea the importance of breathing, right. you know, through these situations. Mm -hmm. You know, this person, they like, well, I want to go to school from here, you know, uh, mid school, they like, I'm changing my, you know, I'm changing while I'm here. Right. You know, um, I felt like there, there was a, a really big need for that. And, you know, it's not, it's not a lot of artists that are, are, are you know, out here to share, you know, um, what essentially keeps them sane. So, you know, um, I felt that there was a void that I could fill you know, and uh, um, a responsibility that I could take on. So it was amazing. Shout out to all of the HBCUs that I were able to go. You know, I didn't uh, myself go to college, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, Do you but, wish you could have experienced that? Um, no. <laughs> no, 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 because... Not even at the HBCU, because, you know, we, we put that thing down. Yeah, no, we yeah, down. yeah, no. We get down. No, uh, it's an experience. Yeah, no, I know it's an experience. <laughs> But you know, uh, because I started so young and because I was traveling and when I think about school and when I think about, you know, like, well, what Homework. I, homework. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I probably would have, like fraternities, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Okay. Like, you know, I think that because I started so young, like when I look at that experience, I'm like, oh, that would have been easy for me. You know right. what I mean? Um, but yeah, it, it's not something that I felt like I missed out on. You know what I mean? There's a docu docu-series. Yes. Omega, the gift and the curse. curse. What can we expect from the doc? Well, uh, the docu uh, Omega, um, the gift and the curse is my journey of my group coming back together in 2019 when we uh, started the Millennium Tour. Right. And, um, you know, I haven't um, 
really spoken on my perspective. You know, there's always been so many different storylines. Right. And uh, the documentary really... So you would set the record straight? From my perspective. From your perspective. Yeah, okay. from my perspective. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it's an unbiased one. Okay. You know what I mean? I tell my personal truths. You know, um, I share my perspective. And it's such a great docu, you know. Um, Y'all check it out. It's on uh, All Black. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, it's great. You know, uh, I definitely would advise you, you know what I mean, uh, Big Brother Shannon, to check it out because okay. it really shows you know, the journey and, you know, the current state of, you know, why things are and as far as, you know, what I experienced in my group. And I think that being able to tell that story really sheds light on, um, you know, uh, the experience of growing up in this industry. Right. Yeah. We know alcohol and tobacco and heroin and all these cocaine and marijuana, if you want to say marijuana is yeah. a drug, okay. But now fame, attention, mm -hmm. might be more dangerous than any of those. Facts. Facts. How have you been able not to succumb to those? My foundation. I really have to, you know, salute, you know, um, just being a decent person mm -hmm. and realizing that, you know, everyone struggles with different things. Right. And that, you know... You got to really be careful. You got to really be mindful, mm -hmm. you know, uh, about, you know, uh, the things you intake into your body, um, your health, your, your mindset. You know, um, I've been able to navigate it because, you know, I had a loving mother. I had people that loved me. I had people that, hey, oh, don't, don't do that, oh, you know, um, that would tell me, you know, when, you know, uh, shout out to, to my brother. Uh, Anthony Martinez, he he essentially was a, a very key person on my journey. Um, my best friend from mm -hmm. from third, third grade. grade, yeah. He um, he um, he got put in jail for uh, attempted murder, mm -hmm. and he was in jail for twelve years. He just got released two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and his attitude, you know, when I would tell him, you know, about certain things, and I'd be like, yo, yo bro, you know, this person is doing this, and I was, yo. And he like, oh, you don't want to end up in here, man. Right. You don't want your freedom taken away. Right. So those voices, you know, um, that support mm -hmm. has really helped me navigate, you know what I mean, not falling into those, you know, those pits of um, disparity and, and depression, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Um, like I said, my life hasn't always been just all smiles, right. you know what I'm saying. Um, but having those voices and having that love, you know, ha has essentially, you know, saved me from it. Right. You know, but oh, a, a lot of times the dynamic change because, okay, there's a, there's a, there's a parent-child relationship. Yeah. The, the, the parent is the provider, the child is the child. But when the roles flip, now all of a sudden the child is the provider. Yeah. And a lot of your friends that are around you, they're able to go into clubs and be in yeah. these clubs and sit at bottle, get bottle service yeah. and talk to all these women because of you. Right. Now, if I tell O, I know O's wrong, but if I tell O he's wrong and all of a sudden he stopped the bus and I got to get off, 
Ain't no more fancy clubs. Right. No more bottle service. Right. And no more being in a, in a situation where I can talk to some of the be most beautiful women in the world. Yeah. How have your friend and your mom, like, I, mom got a nice, I like that. I, I ain't right. finna tell, oh, he doing wrong. Right. How have they been able, how have you been able to navigate and your friends that have been your friends say, oh, you wrong, bro. You shouldn't right. do that. Your mom say, oh, I'm Mario. Right. You know I raised you better than that. Right. How have they have been able to, to stay steadfast and you listen to what they say. I think, you know, having those strong conversations is, is so, you know, uh, important. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And accountability right. is, is big in my world. You know what I mean? Because I'm not always right and other people aren't always right. You know what I mean? So communication is a big thing in my family. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, uh, I, haven't, I haven't always, you know, tried to, you know, remove people you know from my space and you know the the success the the, the circle of success mm -hmm. you know what I mean um I always have tried to push people forward uh -huh. and I think because I've had that attitude you know um with with I would say outside of maybe a few people you know that um has been adverse and that don't deserve to be around me that don't deserve certain mm -hmm. opportunities I think just being real with myself um, and realizing where people are has, you know, kept me from, you know, having to experience that on, you know, um, on such a, a bad level. But I will say I have experienced it, uh, you know, in a way that was like, whoo, a big lesson, right. a big lesson, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, you know, I take the good with the bad, you know what I mean? But I've been able to navigate because, you know, I keep it real with myself, you know what I mean? Why do you think it's so hard for certain situations to stay private? It seems like we become a very spiteful, right. a very, we pray for others' downfall. Someone is going good and like, man, I don't, because, and I was reading a quote the other day and it says jealousy and people used to think jealousy was always about someone wanting something that you had. Right. But sometimes jealousy is about, they don't want you to have it. Yep. Dude got 15 Grammys and you don't want me to get one? Right, right. You got a hundred million. You don't want me to get five? Come on. Yeah. I mean, people like that. I, I I don't I don't I don't vibe with people like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't. But how, can can you can you? But sometimes you don't know until it's too late. Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. Not too late to the uh, to the point that you know you can't make any money, but you start to see yeah. and you start to hear yeah. about things that were said and things that were done yeah. that was trying to prevent O from getting to a certain level. Yeah. All they they've already reached that level. Yeah, I mean, I know so many people like that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, <laughs> some people in the industry that, are that, yeah. are that way. You know what I mean? But I think that it's just important to make sure that you align with the right people. Right. You know what I mean? Because, again, you know, you got to kill that outside noise. Right. Because there's always going to be someone, you know, uh, especially when you're in the entertainment business right. in the limelight that's praying for your downfall. Right. You know what I mean? And it, it sucks that it has to be that way. Mm -hmm. It sucks that somebody could look at you and be jealous and be like, I don't want him to have that. Or, right. you know what? I'm going to make sure these two people don't meet. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yes. It's yes. whack. It's whack. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you can't, you can't, people can't stop what's truly yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? People can't take away from the hard work that you put in. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. I'm a firm believer. Oh, I believe when God set a, a, a plan in motion, you can't even stop it if you wanted to. That's fact. Let alone the outside person trying to stop it. That's fact. So if he closes the door, 
Can't no one open it. Yeah, and if he true. opens it, can't anyone close it. That's facts. Let, I'm going to get you out here and talk about your touring. In 2022, okay. you had a very successful tour. Yes. R&B top tour, rap top tour and rap, yep. 2020 uh, music, uh, Billboard Music Awards. Yep. What is it about touring that you love so much? I love that you actually get to see the people and touch the people, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, because entertainment has always been a strong arm in my, you know, um, entertainment mm -hmm. career, you know, uh, tour is, is, a, is a ritual, you know what I mean? And that is, all right, y'all, we put out new music, which, by the way, we put out big vibes today. You right. Know I mean? <laughs> okay, tell yeah. them. Okay, you got a new single out, right? Yeah, got a new single out. Tell us out. about it. It's called Big Vibes. Um, you know, it's self-explanatory. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whenever you are having a great time, put this song on. You know what I mean? It's the soundtrack to a big vibe. Um, it, it's coming. Uh, my new album is coming. It's titled Full Circle, which okay. is which is an O. You know what I mean? Five, five. So um, everybody get prepared for that. But yeah, touring allows me to, you know, put out new music and actually perform it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so touring has always been is essential to my career. Right. And it's something that I want to continue to be able to do. There are some... When you look back at your career, now there are some women that kind of grew up with that, that like you that probably are grandmothers. Yeah. And there are some that are just mothers. Yeah. And now you got their grands or their daughters. Right. I mean, that's a big, I mean, you're like, are you surprised that you've been able to have so much staying power with the women? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really surprised, but I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, because I do it long. I still got to look. I still got to look. I'm just saying, I do it long and strong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm in for the long haul. Okay, you know what okay, I'm saying? That's what's up. So, yeah, no, um, it's funny when, you know, we're doing meet and greets and, you know, the mama come. And you know what? You know, there's this young woman, I forget her name, but um, her first concert was one of my concerts okay. and her mom passed away. Okay. So it's like a personal ritual of her every time when I, you know, come to perform to make sure she comes to the show. Right. So, you know, you never really know, you know what I mean? Like when it's time for tour, why everybody's coming out there, you know, of course people want to get out and, right. you know, be in that atmosphere and perform and watch a show, you know what I mean? So touring has always been uh, important. And, and shout out to the grandmas. Shout out to the grandmas, the mamas, the daughters, the babies, bring them all. It's a family affair. Right. So what, what is it like performing overseas? I mean, because, I mean, it seems like when I look at the crowds and I see American performers performing overseas, it seems like, man, they're in these stadiums and there's 50, 60, 70,000 right. people and everybody's singing. I'm like, hell, I don't even know the words and I'm American <laughs> and you know the words to every song. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say unfortunately because, you know, uh, uh, American artists definitely uh, support and love their American artists. Right. But the appreciation level outside of this place is is massive. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, anytime I perform overseas, the love is just so crazy. Right. Um, I was just over there last year. I was just in Paris, not even in the capacity of performing, even though we did do, um, what was that? What was that? We did, we, okay. we, so, we sold out O2 Arena. The Millennium Tour did sell out the O2 Arena. Um, but the appreciation level is just different. Right. I mean, when's the last time you've been? I'm telling you, when you go out there, Oh my goodness. They're going to be like, Shannon, Shannon. The love is next level, you know? And I think it's because, you know, they don't get to see us, you know, all the time. You know what I mean? It's not somewhere where we're just walking down the street all of the time. I don't know if it's overseas, but I've only been to Vegas and Atlanta from LA. For real? <laughs> oh, I, don't know. I don't know if you consider that overseas, but that's. No, nah, that ain't overseas. <laughs> that's, nah. that's, far, that's far as I've gone. 
I see you, uh, uh, you perform with uh, uh, Usher's Lovers and Friends. Yes. Man. Yes. What was that experience like? No, well, actually, it's coming up this it's year. It's coming up this year. Okay. Yep, it's coming up. Um, what's the date on that? May 6th. May 6th. So, you know, um, it is sold out. Otherwise, I would tell everybody to come out. But um, it's going to be amazing. Well, I mean, they still, if, if, if enough people are not, not going to get the tickets, maybe y'all will add a second date. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the Lovers and Friends uh, franchise is always awesome. It's a right. blend, you know, between nostalgic and new, you know what I mean? So... Uh, new music, so I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be my first time performing, you know, outside of the, um, you know, um, Millennium Tour brand. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, of course, I plan on going on my own uh, solo tour this year as right. well. Okay. Uh, to promote the Full Circle album and all of the new music. Right. So, yeah, you know, um, lovers and friends, y'all be looking out for some new tour dates, new music. Uh, o, uh, Omega, The Gift and the Curse. Mm -hmm. And I also got... Um, I can't speak too much about, you know what I mean, but uh, I got a, I got a show. Mm -hmm. um, got a new project coming. Yeah, I got a new project coming, so y'all stay tuned. But, you know, all things entertainment, your boy Omarion has got his foot on the game. Right. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to flourish. Acting. Yes. You were a lot early on, you know, you got served doing a lot of movies. Is that something you want to get back to? Yeah, uh, that's something that, um, you know, I will be doing this year. So right. y'all can definitely uh, be ready to see me on your TV or your big screen for sure. Who hasn't Amarion performed with, be it on stage or on an album, that he would like to? Well, um... I, I would I would definitely love to do a collaboration with Beyonce. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she brought me out to the UK for the first time. Um, you know, when I was in the group, mm -hmm. so it, it doesn't seem like it's unlikely. You right. know what I mean? I would right. definitely love to do a song with her. Okay. I would love to do a song with Jill Scott. Oh yeah. Um, I would love to do a song with Adele too. Um, yes. Amazing. I, I saw her a couple of years ago when she first on American Soul, when she came back and she was at the observatory. Oh, amazing. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, powerful. I was in there crying. <laughs> don't y'all get, 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 get this on tape. See me up there crying. <laughs> yeah, um, so, yeah, and, and I think a, a slew of other people, I definitely would love to, you know, do something with uh, Chris Brown and Usher together, okay. all, th all three wow. of us, you know what I mean? Whether it be performance or a song. You know? Man, that's going to go on for about an hour and a half, because y'all going to be up there singing and dancing. <laughs> and he, uh, uh, Usher ain't going to want y'all to outdance him. Y'all ain't going to want Usher to outdance y'all. Yeah. That thing going to be, that, that'll be lit. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Is there a celebrity that, or uh, someone in the, in the business that you met and you like, I can't believe I'm talking to I'm in the presence of this person uh, Michael Jackson and Prince I got to meet them you know um, I think that artists you know before my time right. gave me that energy right. and that right. feeling now I would say you know when I meet uh, you know my fellow peers it's kind of like oh yo salute yes. like you know right. what I mean it's nice to see you but that feeling that kind of like you know star like you know shock um, I met uh, I met Michael Jackson on the set of You Rock My World. Um, shout Did out to was he, was he levitating? He was. He floated towards me. <laughs> he floated towards me, and then he bowed, and he was like, and he was like, Oh, Rodney. He was talking to Rodney, and I was right. like, Oh, he different. Right. And then uh, when I uh, saw Prince. Prince, it was at it was at the House of Blues. Right. 
And it was like he had this, uh, he had this like disappearing effect. You know what I mean? He walked in, you know what I mean? And he was like, he was behind me and I was like, oh, that's Prince. Then I looked back and he was gone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the two people that I've met that have kind of had that like starstruck, uh, 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 you know, effect on me. Right. Yeah. Being from LA, are you a Lakers fan? Of course. So who, so Lakers are your favorite team. Or yeah. Do you have any favorite players? My new favorite player is is, is John Morant. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my new favorite player. Okay. Uh, but um, definitely, you know what I mean? LeBron, the Lakers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I used to be a, a, a super uh, big sports fan. Uh, not so much anymore, but, you know, definitely Kobe. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, those are my favorite. Allen Iverson, right. you know, of course. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <clears throat> Appreciate you stopping Yo, by Club Shay Shay. Thank you, man. Giving thank me a few moments of your time, bro. All the best moving hey, forward, man, bro. It's mad love, man. Yes, it thank is. You. Yes, it is. Yes, Appreciate sir. It. Yeah, I got a pack for you, man. I got a gift for you. Okay. You know, I personally signed this book. Okay. I got you. I got you this essential oil that I have. You okay. Know, it's called Unbothered. Okay. Okay. And here you go, man. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah. Are you selling this oil? Uh, not just yet. Okay. Not just yet, but you. Promote yes, the book. Sir. Come on, get the promotion of the book. Yes, sir. Unbothered, the power of choosing joy. Yeah, and if you, you know, are not into reading, you can definitely catch it on audible. You know what I mean? Because I did it. But I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Is this a blanket in here or is it a hoodie? Yeah, that's a hoodie. Oh, okay. I was... Hopefully it can fit you. It's the right one. <laughs> it's the three X. <laughs> two. I can wear. I can oh, wear. Yeah. I can wear. I can wear two more. Uh, okay. I can wear. I can... It's too, well, I can definitely wear that. Can because wear that. you know you. <laughs> oh, goon. Right, but I'm trying, I'm trying, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to drop a few pounds here. Oh, goon. Bruh. Hey, thank you, man. All the best, man. man. love. Appreciate yes, it. sir. Appreciate yes, sir. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.